Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The FT. Hello and welcome to this edition of World Weekly. Today, we're discussing Greece. In fact, we seem to have been discussing Greece for months, indeed years. But is this week finally it? The moment when Greece defaults on its debts and crashes out of the euro. Joining me to discuss that is our economics correspondent, Ferdinando Giuliano. And on the line, Henry Foy, who's been covering events in Athens for the last few weeks for the FT. Ferdinando, yet another crunch summit this Sunday. Does feel like the moment of decision. What do you think? Differently from in the past, I think leaders in Europe have less reasons to postpone this time. That's because the, the economy is running out of cash. That's as simple as that. As we know, Greek banks have imposed stringent capital controls. That means that people can only withdraw 60 euros per day per person. But even that money is running out. And with the European Central Bank having refused to increase the amount of emergency liquidity it provides to the bank, I think there is a natural time limit, and that natural time limit seems to be Sunday. And that's why, even though, in theory, they could still kick the can down the road, and maybe they will find a way, I imagine this time is really different. But do you think the Europeans are really willing to to make Greece run out of cash and effectively force them out of the euro? There's been a hardening of rhetoric, for sure, over the last uh, few weeks. Today we heard Noyer, the governor of the French Central Bank, who's a bit of a bellwether, at the European Central Bank Governing Council, who said that, yes, that was indeed a possibility. And Juncker, the president of the European Commission, now remember, the European Commission is supposed to be one of the most friendly actors to Greece in all of this, saying that, yes, Europe does have a plan for Grexit. It seems that at the moment, the politics is really against Greece. Very few, if not basically no mainstream politician in Europe at the moment has any incentive to make big concessions to Greece. And that's because Angela Merkel in Germany and all the other prime ministers of creditor states face a backlash from voters at home in case they conceded. And the natural allies of Greece, so the likes of Spain, Portugal or even Italy, just face a big challenge at home in case they give in. Because that means that their accommodating stance vis-a-vis Germany has failed because Tsipras has just shown that by being hard on Germany you win. So it's only France and it seems Cyprus at the moment to be on the side of Greece. I suspect that's too little. So, Henry, do you think the Greek government has miscalculated? I mean, we were both actually in Athens together only on Sunday night when they won the referendum. They persuaded the Greek people to reject the creditors' terms. The mood, as you remember, was celebratory. It sounds like a week later they will discover that they've really got it badly wrong. Or Do you think they were just overconfident? 
It's difficult to know, really. And sort of the, the bigger debate here, and I think historians and, and political historians will debate over this for decades, is Cyprus a genius or is he, is he a fool? Personally, I think the referendum, it essentially delayed everything by a week. It put the banks through a week of hell, really, in, in Greece and the capital controls. And it only really told us what we knew before, which is that the Greek people wanted Mr. Cyprus to end austerity, but keep them in the Eurozone. However, the referendum has given Cyprus some kind of breathing space domestically, because if he gets some kind of a deal, he'll find a way to spin it as a better one than was offered. And most people didn't understand the referendum question anyway. So when he comes back with a deal, he can tell the Greek people it's better, and therefore he's won. And if he doesn't get a deal, and there's a Grexit of some kind, or things get worse, he can say, well, this is the Europeans, again, ignoring the will of the Greek democratic mandate, which you gave me. And what about the mood of people in Athens who've been there for a few weeks? Do you sense fear, to put it bluntly? Yeah, I mean, it's bizarre. I mean, you and I were both there and, you know, parts of central Athens feel like a very buzzing, cosmopolitan, rich European city. Of course, once you go out into the suburbs, things are a little different. The queues at the ATMs are solid all day long and businesses are collapsing. I mean, as many as 60 small businesses a day are going out of business basically because they can't get capital from the banks. They can't make transfers out of the country. So that, that means they can't bring goods in. I mean, no insurance companies, for example, are giving insurance for anyone trying to make overseas sales. So it really is choking off the Greek economy. And I, I'm just not sure how many days they have left. I mean, Ferdi talked about the 20th and that's, of course, the ECB deadline, but it also may well be just the last day that the Greek economy can carry on on the fumes that it has left. And Fernando, I mean, that situation that Henry describes is is frightening. What are the options for the Greek government? Let's assume that they don't come to a deal, that they run out of cash. What happens then? Well, if there is no deal, then there are several important consequences. The first one, immediate one, it will be for the banks. And that's because the uh, European Central Bank has frozen the amount of emergency liquidity, but he hadn't withdrawn it. Now, that seems like it doesn't amount to very much, but it's keeping, it's propping them up, de facto. And if that were to go, then immediately the government would face a very ugly choice between printing a new currency to recapitalize the banks or bailing in depositors, i.e. converting deposits into shares, which are worth essentially nothing, in order, again, to prop up the banks. They would obviously need to, almost certainly need to nationalize them at the same time. But there are, then there are questions over uh, what happens to the payment of civil servants and suppliers. The Greek economy, as any economy, is reliant on uh, tax revenues. With the kind of credit crunch and economic crunch, which Henry was describing just now, tax revenues are bound to be coming in more slowly than before. That means that the Greek government may not have very soon enough cash to pay its civil servants, its pensioners. What do they do then? Well, they will need to start paying in a new currency. That's another avenue through which a new drachma, or however you want to call it, will be introduced. Now, over the short to medium term, certainly the outlook doesn't look very positive. If they introduce a new currency, that currency will devalue sharply, simply because no one will want to hold it. It will be very difficult to even introduce it at home, because people will try and cling on to the euros. So it could be a, an economy where the government is trying to push this new drachma, but at the same time, people don't want it and just keep the euros. The bigger question is over what happens in the medium term or long term. Some say Greece can recover via some sort of export leg growth in case it were to leave the single currency. But there are big question marks over that. Most likely there will be a very prolonged period of economic pain, perhaps, and that's the great irony of all of this, the terrible irony in some ways, a new program from some creditors like the International Monetary Fund, which may not be very different from the one Alexis Tsipras has refused until now.
Do you think, Henry, that the Greeks or even the Greek government have really any idea that that's what may be in store for them? There is certainly a case of sort of the boy who cried wolf that I sensed in Athens. A lot of people have had five years of this, certainly in terms of austerity, and certainly since sort of late 2011, this feeling that it all is going to collapse at some point. I think people are very scared about what is coming. I don't think people trust Alexis Tsipras in general. It's certainly the opposition parties that we spoke to that signed that deal with him on Monday that was supposed to be a sort of cross-party uh, agreement that he would take then to Brussels just don't trust him at all. And I think the guy on the street is very nervous about the trust that they put in him in the referendum. Whether or not they're aware of all the really very frightening things that Ferdinando just described, I'm pretty sure that they're not. But I think they know that the economy cannot carry on in the state that it is at the moment. And there has to be some kind of a deal. Everybody I speak to ends every single conversation with, but there has to be a deal. There must be a deal. Okay, Ferdinando, let me end by putting that same point to you, but from the point of view of the Europeans. Could one argue that even for the Europeans, there has to be a deal? I mean, you pointed out all the reasons that it's politically incredibly hard for them to do it. And yet if they don't, there will be malign consequences for Europe as well, won't there? I mean, they'll just directly lose a lot of money on a Greek default, and they may have a failed state within Europe. In the short term, I think the impact on the European economies will be limited. It's remarkable. Today, European shares are up 0.5%. This is on the edge of possible fundamental change in the structure of the Eurozone, as well as a major shock to the Chinese stock market. I find it unbelievable. And anyway, as we know, Greece is just a very small part of European GDP. So the direct impact from, say, the Greeks not buying as many imports as before will be limited. However, I think there is an important question, not just about the debt, which will go up in some countries because of the default which Greece will inevitably have. But it's the question of what happens to the euro. How will the euro be perceived by investors in the future? Now, there are all these wonderful structures which the European Central Bank has put in place, OMT, QE, but over three, four years, if another country is in trouble, and this could be a bigger country like Italy, for example, will investors have the confidence that the euro is irreversible? That's why I think it's Very important, that's what I'm hearing from investors and analysts, that if Brexit happens, some new structures are put in place to really show investors that the Eurozone has changed. That means strengthening the banking union or maybe starting to think about some sort of uh, other measures on the fiscal front. But now, obviously, while this could be desirable, there will be big political obstacles. The Germans have refused to concede on many of these fronts, for example, a joint deposit guarantee scheme on all Eurozone deposits. Why should they change their mind now? So that's, although this would be desirable, um, we can't be sure that it's going to happen. Okay, well, thank you very much indeed, Ferdinando Giuliano here in the studio in London, and thanks also to Henry Foy. That's it for this week, and that's it from me for a few weeks, because I'm uh, taking a break over the summer to work on a project of my own, but the World Weekly will continue over the summer and I'll be back in September. That's it for now. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you might like to try our FT News podcasts, which focus on one of the main issues of the day and bring you the insights and expertise of our global network of journalists, as well as outside contributors. You can download these at ft.com slash podcasts most days of the week. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.